Hello, and welcome to the first podcast for Rice University's Phys 101. In today's podcast, I will be reviewing the concepts behind uh, momentum and force. And specifically, we'll be looking at a demonstration involving two equal masses, a spring, and an air track table. The idea behind force and momentum, well, that was laid down for us by Sir Isaac Newton. Who, who said that the summation of all forces acting upon a system will be equal to the rate of change of momentum respect to time. Now these are vector quantities, so we have to be cautious, and this is what the first slide is showing us. If we have an isolated system, i.e. a system in which there are no external influences or forces, then every force that's acting within the system should be countered by an equal and opposite reaction pair, which will be Newton's third law. Thereby, whenever, or therefore, whenever we sum over all forces for that system, we get a zero net resultant force, which means that dp by dt would be equal to zero, which tells me, in terms of mathematical terms, that the momentum vector would be a constant for all time. So no matter when we looked at the momentum vector for the system, it would be that same value at every point in time. So if I came back six days later and looked at the experiment, that momentum vector would have the same direction and the same magnitude because every force that we talked about was an internal force giving us the rate of change of momentum with respect to time equal to zero. Now, for this demonstration that we're about to show, getting rid of outside forces are, well, very difficult, which is why sometimes some demos don't go so well. But, in this case, I can't get rid of gravity. Gravity's in our picture. The normal force exerted by the table or the air force that's pushing up uh, against these uh, masses will counter the weight of the object, thereby giving us an object that does not accelerate in the vertical plane. So that means that we're left with one dimension, and that one dimension is the horizontal direction. So if I can eliminate friction in this problem, or in this demo, then we can talk about a system that is completely isolated along the horizontal direction. Now, I must define this system. For this problem, or for this demo, the system consists of two equal massed objects, two air carts, and a spring. The spring is compressed with a string. Burning the string will uncompress the spring, pushing against these two objects if I place the spring in between the two masses. So what we see here are pictures of the spring with the string, and we can see it's compressed, and then a picture of both these air carts. The idea now is that we place the air carts on the air track, we place the spring in between the air carts, and it's not rigid, rigidly connected to either of the two masses. If we burn this, the string, the spring should uncompress, push the two carts apart from one another, and we should be able to analyze the motion of these two carts, i.e. of our system, with respect to time using some external program. Now we can do this with our eyes, but the deceiving part is that our eyes are pretty good at measuring distances in terms of relative distances, but with respect to a fixed point, it's kind of hard to see. So, for this demonstration, I will isolate the center of mass for the system put that as a dot which is represented here in this graph 
and then I'm going to monitor the positions of each of the two carts with respect to that dot. And in the end, I hope that we can conclude something about that center of mass motion. I will now play the video, and I will slow down the video so we can keep track of these two carts flying apart and get a good visual for what's going on. Now let's look at specific instances within this video. The very first instance I'll pick is the one I've shown you before, which is finding the center of mass of this system. That's going to be represented by this dot that's shown on this graph. I will let time go by, and a few seconds later, I will pause the video, and here we are now looking at a few seconds after I've burnt this string. You can see here that there are now two dots that I will place on each of the two carts, and I'm keeping that original center of mass dot fixed, so you can see where it's at at all times. By measuring the distance away from, by measuring the distance that both carts are away from this dot, we can kind of already see without doing anything in Logger Pro that they're symmetric about that origin or symmetric about that dot, that center of mass dot. So let's go ahead and pull up Logger Pro after analyzing several of these little dots. And I'm going to call the origin of the system the center of mass of this system before anything was burnt in this problem. And one thing that becomes evident, or at least one thing that's very, very evident in this graph, is that the slopes of these two lines look to have about the same magnitude. One slope is positive and the other is negative. And that signifies, that shows us, that the objects or two objects have equal speeds, but they have opposite direction. Well, many of you should be thinking to yourself, that's expected. I mean, we started out by talking about momentum conservation, and thereby, by, therefore, by momentum conservation, when these particles fly apart, they should have equal speeds, and they should be flying off in opposite directions. I say that's great that we think that, and it's really nice that we can actually see this now. And the green dots that are shown on this graph represent the cart that is moving to the right in the screen. The red dots represent the cart that's moving to the left in the screen. And now, summarizing the Logo Pro results, we see that at any particular moment in time, these two cards are equal distant from that center of mass point defined before anything was burnt. That means that the center of mass for this entire system did not move or did not change its original position at, as a function of time. Now, I claim that's not very surprising, but I actually like the result because it shows a center of mass motion under the influence of no external forces. In this case, the center of mass motion should be zero. Why? Because going back to Newton's second law, the summation of all forces is equal to the mass of the system times the acceleration of the center of mass. Now, this is a simplified model because the mass of the system was not changing. So that was constant. Now, if the summation of forces is equal to zero, that means that the acceleration of the center of mass must be zero. That does not mean that the velocity of the center of mass is zero. It just means that it's constant. And in this problem, it's actually easy to find that constant because initially, before the string was burnt, the center of mass was not moving. Therefore, it had an initial velocity that was equal to zero. Now remember, that velocity must be constant for all times now. 
which means that at any particular moment in time, the velocity of the center of mass is zero. If the velocity of the center of mass is zero, it means that the center of mass cannot physically displace from the original position. That's actually a very, very powerful statement. Now, this was done with two equal masses in a spring, and on our next podcast, we'll look to see what happens when we have two different masses and the spring. So we're going to repeat the experiment, but for two masses that are not equal to one another. I hope that this podcast illustrates some fundamental idea, and I hope you enjoyed it, because I really enjoyed making it. So I look, I hope that you will visit us, and I hope that you have any questions that you can easily email me or stop by my office. I look forward to this. Have a great day, and I hope to see you soon. Bye.